What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandra Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality, and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic Records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week. So as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, and I got to hip y'all to this fact real quick, but this entire month of September, we are talking all about abundance, money, them coins, okay? So all the episodes of the podcast this month are really going to focus in on how you can manifest and attract more abundance into your life. And so today we have an amazing conversation with Sarah Lewis. Sarah is an intuitive abundance and business coach, which she is going to explain all about what that title means to you guys. So I am not going to try to attempt to try to attempt to clearly struggling this morning, but I am not going to attempt to explain that title. I'm going to let her do that all on her own once we get into the episode. So essentially, this is a conversation where Sarah and I sit down. We talk all about her journey, how she went from being on the path of becoming a lawyer to now again being an intuitive abundance and business coach we talk about money we talk about the different blocks that someone may have that may be stopping them from calling in the money that they want to have in their life and we talk all about essentially just like the work that she does with her clients and about again money abundance life business she even drops a couple of tips for those of you guys who are starting off on your journey with entrepreneurship i know a lot of people right now 
now during the pandemic and during quarantine are really taking it upon themselves to start a business and to really start to monetize some of their skills and their gifts so she drops a couple of business tips as well for us basically gives us a little little tea into how you can really start to call in the abundance that you want in your business as well so i am gonna let us dive into this conversation i don't want this intro to be too long today you guys i really want this conversation to shine and i want you guys to pick up all the drop gems from sarah and of course you can find the links to her social to her website and to her program waitlist in the show notes so check that out once you're um, listening to this episode or maybe after you listen to this episode go ahead and give her a follow let her know that you heard about her through the manifest daily podcast okay let her know we got them connects or whatever okay and then also really quick like logistics and i guess like i don't know if this is like admin troubleshoot i don't know what you would call this but so sarah and i have this conversation over zoom if you don't know what zoom is zoom is basically a platform that enables us to do remote interviews so i could be in my bedroom she's in her bedroom across the world and we're having a conversation we had a little bit of a connectivity issue so we ended up turning off the video during our session and just recording the audio for this episode but towards the end of the episode and sometimes in the beginning and the middle of the episode you may hear a little bit of like issues with the connectivity urge you guys to push through it it is like i said a little bit more frequent towards the end of the episode but really i tried my best to kind of like edit those out so you guys can really really hear a lot of what sarah's saying because again so many good drop gems and info in this episode so make sure you're taking notes or just kind of like allowing yourself to be in a place right now where you're able to soak up the information and the things that she's saying so besides that i know it's an amazing episode i'm so excited for you guys to hear this Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your tequila, your water, your H2O, baby, whatever you're sipping today. Cuddle up on the couch if you are not driving, working, cooking, doing the dishes. I don't know, laundry. I love to do laundry and listen to podcasts. That's my thing. And yeah, let's just dive right into this episode. And let me know how you guys like this one. And, 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 and before I go, because of course, what would this episode be without a really long intro where I'm telling you guys the intro is going to be short, but then I keep on talking. Hello, hello, hello. We're having another abundance expert on the podcast this month. And I am so excited for that conversation as well. So this month we lit y'all. Okay. If y'all want to call that shmoney in, make sure you're tuning in to all the episodes this month because we are dropping well, the gems, my friends, okay? All right, you guys, let's go ahead and dive in because clearly, clearly it's time. This intro is, it's, it's time to end the intro, okay? Let's just go ahead and dive into the episode. Hi, my loves. I'm so excited for this conversation. Today, I am chatting with Sarah. She is an intuitive abundance and business coach. And Sarah, I'm just going to toss the mic to you because I want you to briefly just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve in your business. Give us an idea of what an intuitive business and abundance coach does. Good question. What I do is I help ambitious and spiritual women who have a business. So a lot of them are coaches. Some of them are healers, things like that, just like women entrepreneurs. And we work a lot on removing blocks towards welcoming in abundance and money because let's face it, when we have a business, it's important to allow money to flow in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I also work with them in creating an authentic and powerful brand. And, you know, we work on messaging, on making it, making it really powerful and magnetic so that they can attract clients that love to pay them because that is also the foundation of a successful business. So 
yeah, I think I covered pretty much who I work with. So mostly coaches, women, spiritual women who are ambitious and leaders in a sense. I like to call them heart leaders as well. And yeah, I'm all here for it. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And I love this kind of work. And I'm always really interested in someone's backstory, like how they got started mm. in this type of work. Because I mean, I think we all have obviously very unique journeys. And sometimes, you know, what led one person to this kind of work is very, very different than what led someone else. So um, I would love to learn more about your story and how you got started in this type of work. Did you have like a background in um, business and marketing before or did you just sort of like find a love for it oh my goodness this is such a good question and it's always like I'm like where do I start with this because I've had such a like obviously as we all do have journeys that are very different but I actually studied law so um, I, I didn't want to study law, but I, I felt like that was the path that I needed to follow because it was expected of me because family, things like that, you know, I'm sure some people can relate to this, mm-hmm. but I studied law for five years. So I have a, a master in law from like Geneva, Switzerland, where I'm from. And, um, I knew the entire time pretty much that that's not what I wanted to do. So I just kind of cut myself off from my intuition following my heart to do what was expected of me. So this is a huge part of what I like to talk about. But I always had a love for just like so many ideas and wanting to start a business. I was very much into fashion and I was like, I wish I was studying back back in in the day. (laughs) I, I wish I was studying like business and also mm-hmm. social media, marketing, things like that. I was so fascinated by that and something more creative as well, but I didn't. And so um, I ended up deciding, kind of trying to shortcut version here, but I, I ended up deciding to not pursue the law because I still had at least two more years to continue if I wanted to become a lawyer, which I didn't. I So I took my kind of like that courage and I said, I'm, I'm done, which wasn't easy. And at the time I also had a job in a law firm and um, I, I, I said, you know, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> and so I... I traveled with my sister and we went to Australia, Vietnam, beautiful, beautiful trip that was very much life-changing, but um, it didn't really, I thought it would help me figure out what I wanted to do next. It didn't. So I came back still kind of lost and confused, but just, I had a deeper understanding of who I was and what I wanted, even though I didn't know exactly what it would be. And so I then studied at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, so IIN, thinking I wanted to be a holistic health coach. And it was amazing. I love like many things I learned there and it really brought me a lot. But I kind of then started that and figured out that I want to help people more in the like spiritual coaching. That's what I did for about a year. And now I am kind of naturally evolving towards the next phase. Well, that was a while back now, but um, towards business and abundance and things like that. So it's always kind of hard for me to have a clear picture to talk about my journey, but I hope that kind of gives you an idea of the, the steps. 
I took. <laughs> no, that definitely does. And I think it just really highlights the fact that oftentimes like on our journeys, there are parts that it, it feels almost kind of like your things are falling apart. Like you don't know what's going on. You're yeah. very confused. And then sometimes you look back on those specific parts. You're like, oh my gosh, like that had to happen for me to get here. Like when you had that moment where you were traveling, mm-hmm. you thought you were going to get a certain type of clarity from that traveling. And then you didn't find the exact clarity that you needed, but you end up still like you, you made steps towards the clarity that you now have that's led you to yes. business. And it's really kind of like, you know, seeing that, that part of your journey come full circle. So I love that. And I also love that you were able to really listen to to your intuition and step away from the mm-hmm. law knowing that that wasn't for you um I think a lot of people, especially you talked about the family pressures, you know, we feel the pressures from not just our family, but our, but society, from our friends, our parents, yeah. wherever to go towards a certain path. And it, for a lot of people, it can be very, very, very hard to step away from something that seems so sure, that seems mm-hmm. like what everyone else wants for them. Um, and deny what they want for themselves because there's so much pressure. So that part of your story is just like, it gave me chills <laughs> just hearing that part oh. and hearing you say that, you no, know, I was able to kind of like say, this is something I clearly don't want. And even though it's really hard, yeah. I'm going to step away from that. I love that. Yeah, it, it was, honestly, it was really hard. Like now looking back, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I did it, but it took me several, obviously I studied for five years, which is yeah. not like, uh, it's not it's like not just one year time. that I dropped out. No. So I was really trying to convince myself and putting also, as you said, like the pressure, I was putting it on myself, trying to make this work for me because I knew it would be, well, I, I thought it would be the easiest path. And that's what, um, I was taught, like, this is the only way that you can, you know, be happy, make money, you know, be successful, whatever. That's the only way. There's no other way. And I was like, no, really? Like, but I was still not fully believing it myself at the time. So I needed that. But I'm so glad that I did take the step to step out of that and yeah create my own path because <laughs> here we are yeah this recording if it wasn't for you taking those steps so I love that I know yeah so I kind of want to bring it back to um your business right and for some of those people who are familiar with you and for those who aren't you do I think you call yourself and those who go through your recent program abundance alchemist so for those who are mm-hmm. unfamiliar with a term like this who maybe aren't um they're, they're not sure about either abundance or al- alchemy. Can you explain what it means to be an abundance alchemist? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, so I guess it could mean different things to different people. To me, what it means is really someone who transforms their life and takes control of their destiny, or at least what they can, because we know that we can't have control of everything. And that's not the point here, but really just taking back control of yourself and your life and the decisions that you make, the actions that you take, and also your beliefs because you can change that and creating powerful internal shifts to attract abundance externally. So it's not just abundance of money, although that's one of the big topics I love talking about. Uh, It's abundance in every way. It's abundance in relationships and you know, just life in general and career, everything. So yeah, I think that sums it up pretty, pretty simply. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I think that's a great summary as well. And whenever I think of alchemy, like I always go to sort of like, I think of the the magician tarot card, (laughs) like I think of 
yeah. Yeah, of literally, you know, we talk about manifestation and we talk about manifestation as Mm -hmm. something appearing, something being created. And I kind of always link alchemy and manifestation that way of like, you're kind of like bringing up something in your cauldron or, you know, if you don't want to be bringing up in your cauldron, Mm -hmm. like it's like your mini coffee pot of life (laughs) and you're just creating something (laughs) and you're brewing up that abundance to yourself. And like, I, I love that you said like taking back your control and realizing that you do have yeah. that power to alchemize and to create abundance or whatever it is that you want in your life. So yeah, when we're talking about abundance and when we're talking about just kind of like either it could be money and abundance can come in different forms, right? We know that too. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about abundance and the blocks that you see with your clients, like what are three of the most common abundance blocks that you've seen? And what are some of the solutions and the methodologies that you've walked through with your clients to help them remove and move past those blocks? Mm, yeah, that's a really good question. And I'll just say before I go into like the different types of blocks, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting because it seems like there's quite many different types of blocks that we have. And yes, it is very, you know, individual because it's often linked to our past experiences, what we were taught, what we saw when we were growing up, things like that. So it, it can be very unique to a certain person, but what I see the most is fear of not having enough. So what we call kind of lack and scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. That's a huge one. And I think we've seen it a lot this year, especially with everything happening. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. We could dive into that for like, I know. Yeah. We could have a full, a full topic on this. Oh yeah. Um, But the, the funny thing, it's not funny, but is that we also see the opposite is like, a fear of really having and receiving. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the time, this is very true for women, especially spiritual women, um, because it's like, okay, but if I have like, you know, it's this thing that everyone has to have before you or giving to everyone else before yourself. It's kind of that pattern and feeling bad and feeling guilty for having. So in that sense, that's a block because you're not allowing yourself to receive. And, and it's funny because it's all in the mind, right? So the mind creates those tricks and it's like, okay, but I want abundance. I want more money. I want like uh, higher income, all these things. And then actually you're afraid of receiving because you think it's going to make you like a bad person, something like that. And that's just really, that's what the core of it is, the fear of receiving, um, I think. Um, I don't know if that was clear or not. Yeah, and we could dive into these for like, I have so many more than three to, to talk about, but I'll just stick, it, stick to three. Um, the third one I'd say is really low self-worth to kind of mm. generalize it, just not feeling worthy, deserving of having more. And also I think it ties into the other ones, like the guilt, the shame of wanting and of having. And yeah, so yeah, yeah so that was the, the blocks. And you asked me how like the solution. So if you want me to talk about that as well. Yeah, I would love to walk through, um, yeah, some of your thoughts on the methodologies, like some of the ways mm-hmm. that you help your clients walk through that. But before we dive into yeah. that, just kind of circling back to the three that you mentioned, those are yeah. three very, very powerful ones, right? You first mentioned lack, which like you said, we have seen mm-hmm. so much of that coming up, especially this year, right? It's like yes. it all went from what was 
you know, some would consider a thriving economy to all of a sudden now it's like quite the opposite in some cases, right? And so yeah. when people lose their jobs, like the unemployment rise to like these crazy highs and it's almost like people are just afraid it's like you don't know what's around the corner you don't know if you should spend everyone's like trying to save as much as they can trying to you know pinch pennies as much as they can and there's this fear of losing and then on the other end it's interesting because even within the pandemic, right, you have people who are experiencing literally like detrimental loss, but you also have people who are on the other end experiencing a lot of business. And I think that's really, it's like observing that duality because I've kind of been on the end to see some of the businesses that are experiencing a lot of like the growth during this time, right? Some online businesses that now they're really getting a lot of customers flocking to them and things like that. And it's interesting to see some of the people on that end who are feeling guilty of the fact that they're getting so much business Mm. during a time like this. And it's almost like they're like, oh, I don't deserve this or I'm not, I, I, this is not great that I'm experiencing this. And it's like, no, the situation that brought you to this point or that's you know enabling you to have all these customers to have all these people flocking to your small business to be discovered all of a sudden the situation that brought that about is not great but it doesn't negate the fact that you are deserving of this success like you worked really hard Mm -hmm. to get this right Mm -hmm. So I love that you yes. brought those two up because I have definitely been seeing those two play out so, so much um, in just like the the relationships that, with the people that I have that either own businesses or have been laid off. And I personally, myself, have also been laid off during this time too. So oh. totally, totally, it's like, oh my gosh, we were like hitting points. I was like, yes, 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 <laughs> to all of that. Wow. Yes. No, it, it is powerful, powerful stuff. And I think that as you just highlighted, it's been very, very, very like um, heightened during this time in so many ways. And that's been actually quite interesting for me because I had never really talked about this, about this topic, abundance and money until this whole thing happened. Basically, I think it was a few months ago and I felt the call to do this because I don't know, it was there, but at the same time, I had a lot of resistance towards talking about it because, you know, I guess some of my own limiting beliefs that, you know, money is not spiritual, things like that, like all that. And then everything kind of happened and I was like, okay, I don't have a choice anymore. I need to talk about it. I need to start to step up and and talk about it in my own way. And it actually was so powerful to do this during these times. Yeah, no, I think it's very, very important. It's like the work that needs to be done, right? At a time where everyone's experiencing so much like confusion and Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. weird energy around the topic of money, like we need more people talking about money instead of more people talking about money. Things like, um, you know, conscious budgeting, which I love talking about things like, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you, how do you go about like handling your income or creating more income, opening more portals for that sort of thing? Like during a time like this, when people feel like it's impossible, but it's not like there are ways out there and I think that it is important to have these conversations and talk about the energetics of money so that you can figure out how to not live in a place of fear especially during a time like yes so circling back to again those three that you mentioned right the the lack right the fear of having too much of the guilt around that and the Mm -hmm. self-worth let's dive into some of the methodologies and the ways that you help your clients walk through pushing past these money blocks in order to call in more abundance in their lives 
Mm, yes, absolutely. I think that's really important, obviously, to talk about as well, because we just we don't want to just be highlighting the blocks. We yeah. also want to see like, how can we get past this? And what do we do? So I obviously I, I have an entire program like about this mm-hmm. that goes really very much in depth. But to summarize all of it, I'd say that the first step as with anything, is really awareness. So being aware of your current relationship with money, for example, your current limiting beliefs, and you can be very specific here, like exactly what does what comes up for you. Is it the, you know, those big ones that we talked about? Is it very specific? Is it something that just, you know, reminds you of your childhood? What is it for you? And I think that it's... Um, it's not always that easy to have the awareness of what's happening because a lot of it plays out in our subconscious mind. So these beliefs that have been there for a very, very long time, and we know that the subconscious mind is, is formed um, in our very early years, I think before the age of seven, pretty mm-hmm. much. So things that have played out in our life that early may be coming back up now. So it's not always really easy to pinpoint what it is, but it's really important to start creating that awareness and and that could be around like you know journaling about it um talking about it whatever it is that will help you create awareness and be very clear this is what's happening for me without judging it just having that light on it to know that it's there and that what you can do next so i think that would be the first step the second is I think that once we have the awareness, we're like, okay, so what's next? Well, some people don't want to really change it. And that's a big problem I see sometimes is that if we're really attached to these beliefs and we're not willing to shift our perspective or, or change anything at all, then it's going to be really hard. And yeah, it's, it's not going to be really possible. So I think being willing to shift your perspective on, you know, what money is, for example, or abundance in general, and being willing to also work on those beliefs that you've maybe held on for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be my second step. And the third one is working on those beliefs. So rewriting, reprogramming beliefs. And I know this sounds very like complicated, but once you, you know which beliefs lie in your subconscious mind, so you kind of brought them back up to the surface, mm-hmm. you can rewrite them. And usually work with the subconscious it's um it's repetition so really working on rewriting so you could literally just rewrite in your journal or somewhere your new beliefs and little by little with repetition different techniques different things you can just learn to really anchor those into your to yourself into your subconscious mind into your heart and then aligning with that so that's almost a fourth step aligning with your new beliefs so mm-hmm. um i'd say that the beliefs are really really important i think they're the root cause of a lot of our you know patterns and 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 challenges and things like that so once we do that um, and we have, or we're working on new beliefs, we can then align our energy. So how we feel about that. And that's much easier to do, right? Embodying those feelings and then also aligning our actions to those new beliefs. So taking the actions that would need to be 
taken. So as you were saying, for example, some people were able to to create new opportunities during these times and that required taking some actions, right? So did that kind of make sense? These, I guess, four steps that I just talked about. Yeah, I love those steps. I think those are really, really in line with just the way I look at it as well. And I think one of the things that I really um, latched onto as we're talking is you said that some people don't want to change their beliefs. And I think there might be some people listening who are like, okay, well, why wouldn't anyone (laughs) want to change beliefs that are keeping them stuck or making Mm -hmm. them feel, you know, um, I hate this word, making them feel broke or making them say things like I'm broke and and having them stuck in that specific reality. But the truth of the matter is, is that if there is a subconscious belief around money that has kept you feeling safe in some ways, that is a reason why you may not want to Mm -hmm. write that belief. And I think going back to what you mentioned about childhood, like if that was something that you picked up during childhood that you observed that somehow kept you feeling safe um, or somehow was part of your upbringing like for example just kind of the the pinching pennies thing right and like the the budgeting Mm -hmm. and not from a place of um empowerment and conscious budgeting but budgeting from a place of like scarcity and lack right I think a lot of people kind of see that behavior that sort of um those those actions outlined during their childhood and they pick that up and they bring that into adulthood and so for them Mm -hmm. it's sort of like removing any sort of lack is to remove the things that they learned in childhood, the things that they associated with their caregiver, and it makes them feel unsafe. So just kind of wanted to like pose that as a possible reason that someone might literally not want to subconsciously, at least like consciously you may want to rewrite the beliefs, but subconsciously that is, that could be what is keeping you so stuck in your ways and making you self-sabotage in order to keep that sense of safety and comfort going for yourself. A hundred percent. And I was actually, while you were that, you know, on that, and, and you, you said like, that's what you held on to the, the, why would you not want to change your beliefs? That's what came up for me too. I think it's always because it feels safer. It's like, you know, staying in that comfort zone because it feels safer. You know that what's on the other side, I mean, you don't know all the time, but usually we know that what's on the other side of a comfort zone is so much more growth and expansion and maybe everything you desire, but you're afraid to take that step out of it because Mm -hmm. it feels safer in there. And I don't know if I can go on this tangent. I have a little new, like a foster kitty. (laughs) And it's actually, it's very related. Um, So this, this new kitty, it's a foster kitty Mm -hmm. and she's only four months old and I have two other cats, bigger cats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so when we took her in, we just put her in, in one of the bathrooms so that she could, you know, slowly get used to it. Mm-hmm. And I can see that with her, like the bathroom now is her comfort zone. And it's been really hard for her to take that step out of it. And she has, you know, in the beginning, it's like taking one step out of the comfort zone, out of the bathroom mm-hmm. and slowly getting comfortable around it. And now she's exploring and she's, Aww. she feels much, you know, happier and she's having more fun. She's still slightly afraid, but she knows she can always go back to the comfort zone if she needs to. And little by little, she's getting used to that growth zone. So I thought it was just a a cute little image because I've been seeing this in the past few days and I thought I would just bring that up. That is literally so cute. I could just imagine her like, oh my gosh, there's the whole world outside of this. I know. (laughs) 
I know. And she was literally sometimes just staying at the door looking outside and like, okay, should I go? Should I not go? And I think we all do that sometimes. It's like, it's so comfortable here, but I really want to be over there. But if you don't take the steps, then you're not going to get there. I think that, yeah. Yeah. Like then you stay in that place and then it's like, you know, you end up kind of either having regrets of not taking action or whatever that may be. So it's always worth exactly it. like take those more challenging steps outside of your comfort yeah. zone and see what's there. Yeah. Like said, there's always a possibility that you can go back. You can always go back right. to the things that you know. They're gonna be there, but it's that possibility of the something better, the something more on the other side that it's really we're all working towards. Exactly. I just love metaphors, so I had to bring this up. <laughs> no, that is, that's such a perfect one. And I'm a very like visual person, so I'm like imagining the whole mm-hmm. thing as you're telling yeah. the story. But um, circling back to another thing you said, because you mentioned to the self-worth piece, right? And oh, we love yes. to chat about self-worth on this um, podcast. And when we talk about like anything on Manifesting, we just love a good chat about self-worth. So let's mm-hmm. dive into how does self-worth right? Relate to money? Because I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yes, this is such a good question. And actually um, thinking about this recently, and we do know that more self-worth will help you attract everything you want to manifest anything you want and also attract more money, right? Mm -hmm. But I do want to say that it doesn't, it's like no matter what you have or don't have or own, or whatever, that does not create your worthiness. So I just really want to, that it doesn't equate like more, like what you have doesn't equate more worthiness or you're that, that will increase your worth. So I think it's, it's kind of the idea that anything external doesn't change your inner worth and that's infinite, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes, and a lot of us, I think go through this phase where we don't feel worthy. So we don't, we don't recognize our full potential and our our brilliance, our light, and what we have within us already. And I think when we when we do that, we cut ourselves off from receiving what is meant for us and even more. And so I think it's it's all about those those inner shifts, right? Really embracing your worth and knowing that it all starts there. And it's just about you opening yourself up and really feeling worthy no matter what you have just right now and not creating any conditions not like I'll be worthy when or nothing like that it's just really I'm worthy now no matter what now and you decide that for yourself and then see how it actually opens up everything else because I really believe that your internal you know your your internal state creates your external circumstances. It's like, again, it's the beliefs, the energy, your vibration, and the actions that you'll take from that place that creates the external, your circumstances. It can really help shift it. Obviously, there's some things that are out of our control, but when we do this, we definitely allow ourselves to receive more, more money, more abundance, more of everything we want. Yeah. 
I love that you prefaced everything that you said just now with the fact that more external does not create more worthiness. Because I think when we go, when we equate self-worth to these things, to things like manifesting more, Mm -hmm. like the magnet for your manifestations and things like that, I think it can also be easy for some people to now say, okay, well, if I have more, if I'm manifesting more things that I want, then I am somehow more worthy than someone that is not, than someone that's maybe struggling to call through their manifestations. And it's not that it's that. It's literally what you said, that we're all infinitely worthy. It's more so about the recognition of that infinite worthiness before you're able to call in the things that are in alignment with that infinite worthiness and so yes uh, I love that (laughs) yeah it's like the calling in of the money is more so an indication of your recognition of your worth than it is of your worth itself so I love Mm, love, this sort of mentioned that and I think that's so important to note um and yeah, like that, I don't even know if we can say anything else about the self-worth of money. I think that is literally it. Um, but for someone who's looking to create more abundance in their life, right? And again, I want to preface my statement of abundance. We, we've said this multiple times in this already in this conversation is that abundance is not just the money, right? But we are specifically focusing on the money, I guess, for most of this conversation. But for someone who's saying, I want to create more abundance in my life, and maybe they're focused on the specific money piece, what is the Mm -hmm. number one tip you would give them, right? Besides what we just said about the self-worth, because I think that is such a good piece to have or to understand, Mm -hmm. but what's another number one tip you would give this person? Can't ever say it enough. Um, It's all about looking at those beliefs. What do you believe? And changing that. And obviously aligning your beliefs, your frequency, so the energy, how you feel, and then your actions. And that's the fastest way to call in what you want. Yes, we actually need to continue believing in ourselves and continuing doing that work to see results. Exactly. No, yep. It's really about your belief and your faith, right? Because if you Mm -hmm. have no faith in what you're doing, you have no faith in the work that you are doing or anything. It's like, how do you expect to see results if you are already holding the belief that you're not going to see results, right? It it just- Yeah, exactly. It makes some sense. You're getting exactly what you believe you'll get. Love that. Completely agree with that. <laughs> I love that. So um, we do have a lot of entrepreneurial um, folks that tune in to these conversations with Manifest Daily. And I would love for you to kind of tell us for anyone who's like aiming to start a business or someone who's already started a business, what is like another tip? This can be spiritual or it can be business related. Um, what's a tip that you would give for someone to help them create more revenue, right? Because I think that mm. is the one thing that like you said, you literally said this at the beginning, that dictates a business or not. Like if you have something that you're doing and you're putting it out there and it's not making you money, it's unfortunately not technically a business yet, right? It, it's like you, yeah. it, it is, it needs to be bringing in that money, whether it's a dollar, whether it's a hundred thousand dollars. So what is something you would tell someone to help them to create more revenue in their venture? Mm, yes, that's a really good question. And I could, I ha- again, I have like so many things coming to my mind right now. Um, I <laughs> um, can you hear me? Okay, it's working, right? Yeah, everything's still yeah. okay. Um, but I I'd say that looking back, what I wish I had done and that would save you a lot of time is actually focusing and not taking this too lightly. Focusing on the mindset piece, the subconscious work, the belief piece again. 
before anything else because I didn't. And I thought, you know, I need another strategy. I need this, 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 this. I need to change this. I need to change that. Actually, if you start there, very very strong belief mindset, whatever you want to call them, that's the foundation, everything Mm -hmm. to business, everything. And then another tip. So to be a little bit more business related, I'd say, can I give more than one? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Throw all of them up. Like tell us all the things. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'd say it's really important to stay consistent, which we hear all the time, but it's really true. Mm-hmm. Taking consistent aligned actions. That's the way I put it. It's like really taking actions from a place that is in alignment again with what you're wanting to create and not like I used to sometimes just wait around not feeling ready or not feeling oh yeah mm-hmm. and things like that and the thing is we want the time so it's continuing to take daily or you know however many you you take it's still good to take like weekends off I'm not saying it's not but taking aligned actions right on a regular basis so whatever that looks like for you and your business but being consistent and continuing to believe in yourself the results yet because that mind you know the foundation plus the consistent aligned action will start to create results and another thing that i'd say also is is to really have a clear and strong message that is very unique to you because that is gold and that will magnetize you know the clients to you and mm-hmm. it's also underrated and not talked about as much all the time because we we hear a lot about I don't know maybe it's me but I hear a lot about energies and funnels and things like that Mm -hmm. um really messaging that piece is so so important Mm -hmm. I agree because that's the piece that people are receiving from you before they even yes choose to buy anything or choose to work with you or choose to invest in your business in any way, they're getting the messaging, whether that's literally through like a photo they see, through the copy, mm-hmm. through the title of your product, your service, whatever. That's how you're transmitting your energy and transmitting your promise to what you mm-hmm. give them and serve them with. So that's a really huge, important piece. That's exactly why we have literal <laughs> businesses created to help other businesses with this piece, right? Um, yeah. And I think that's such an important uh thing that you just highlighted there. So what are some of your favorite resources that have helped you on your journey with like manifestation in terms of like abundance and wealth? And you can list out like a book or a movie or even just like a mentor that you follow that like really helped you on your journey. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like this. Um, I have like a lot of things coming to mind as well. Um, I am just finishing a book that's really amazing. It's, um, have you heard of Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas, I think? It's quite a long name. Mm -hmm. Good book for money mindset. Um, And I'm about to start um, You Are a Badass at Making Money. So I haven't read that one yet, but I know. Yeah. You read that one, yeah. I know this one is a good resource, even without having read it. So many podcasts. Um, my favorite ones, well, obviously yours. Um, I also really like Jenna Black. Jenna Black's mm-hmm. show. Um, she talks a lot about money mindset and abundance and all those things. I think that um, 
That's, that's awesome. Someone I'm I look up to. on the show um, in a couple. Of weeks. <gasps> oh, that's so exciting! Can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's another person who came to mind for all things you know, money mindset. What else? Um, well, she has a lot of courses and things that are amazing, and yeah, that's. I thought that I had so many other things in my mind, but that's pretty much the, that's, that's, that's what it is for now. Like, books, here's a podcast. Jenna has like a lot of resources as well. I think um, I, I want to look up the first book you mentioned because I have not heard of that one, but I did read You're a Badass at Making Money. That was a good one. I think mm-hmm. I brought it with me when I moved to reread. Um, so I didn't mm-hmm. have it because I might like reread it. But that's like a good one that like has very like simple, basic ideas to money mindset but they're like really good ideas that once you hear them and you hear her stories you're like oh okay like it hits different like you start to get it you know what I mean so that's that's a good one so thank you for those resources literally like I'm like okay I need to go on Amazon after this and like put that book in my bar in my um, basket yes this is um, a must read I'd say I like it (laughs) okay awesome So I would love to do kind of like an insight into your day. Um, I love watching vlogs on YouTube. Literally, I'll sit there and watch for an hour as someone goes to Target, makes their dinner, like does their hair, just like the day-to-day life. I don't know what it is. I'm very obsessed with vlogs. So I would love Mm. to do like a vlog, but like audio style, like tell us, like give us a, a day in your life. Like what happens, you know, from like wake up to sundown on an average day and this could be like spiritual stuff, non-spiritual business stuff, life stuff, all the things. Mm, this is such a good, um, good question. And I also actually love uh, seeing what happens in people's lives. I usually like to see, you know, those Instagram stories of people who post pretty much all the time. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> that's like another blog um, that I love too. Yes, for sure. So for me, every day looks a little bit different, but um, usually I try to wake up early. I mean, I I had a phase where I was waking up at five, but that was pre-pandemic. It hasn't happened in a, in a while. So early is usually before seven for me, just to define early because I know they're different types. Um, and then I really love to have my little moment for myself, my rituals. Uh, I love ceremonial cacao. So I have that often. I'm a little bit obsessed. It's just a really beautiful way to open the heart and be in that space. And it, it gives me this creative kind of energy, but it's very gentle. So I love that um and i like to have a nice meditation guided or not depends um and to do some uh, journaling so i mean i don't know if it's really journaling because i I really work on the beliefs and everything i talked about like that in the morning and um listen to some music that i enjoy that makes me really feel good i work on the you know the beliefs i want to embody really feeling into that and I also sometimes do some, maybe some tapping, tapping, I think it's really effective or different things. That's my little ritual, which is really important that I try to have every day if I can. Um, and then I sometimes go to the beach or go, I like to have like a, a morning workout or something if I can. I'm not super, super consistent at this point. I was a little bit more before the lockdown, but now things are opening. So um, 
to work around 10 or 11 a.m., which is maybe late for some people. I don't know, but that works for me. No, I love a good start around, like, honestly, like, 9 or 10. Some days, 11. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's just kind of, like, what, how your day is flowing and, like, what other things you have in your day. So I'm totally there with you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that usually works for me, Uh, um, depending on what's in the schedule. Like, I usually have my client calls in the evening so I have some time throughout my day to uh, like content create which is really my jam I really like to just you know create content write things um, work on on whatever project I'm working on I really love being in that creative mode sometimes the inspiration isn't there but I try to still create um, which you know we were talking about messaging and and I do believe that that's pretty much 80% of my business and, you know, any business almost, it's like around making your message known and whatever that is, like content could be Instagram, could be, could be a podcast. Um, so I usually do that emails, obviously. And then like I said, I'll usually have my client calls in like starting at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. because a lot of my clients are in this. So, mm, okay. And then I, I have a pretty chill evening. I used to have a very clear like night routine, but I have, I'm so good at it lately. So I am trying now to incorporate like reading something before bed, not being on my phone too, too late. <laughs> And just having like um, a good night's sleep around 11. 11 is a good time for me to go to bed. <laughs> 11 is a really good bedtime. I have been struggling with a little early um, bedtime. And last night, I don't know what it was. I could not sleep last night. Like I went to bed around 12. And then I didn't end up falling asleep until like close to two. Like I was just talking burning. Wow. Yeah, it was. But it's crazy because when I first moved here, two became the regular bedtime and I was like no 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 no. this can't work (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I was so used to doing like I go to bed at like 10 uh, when I lived in Boston and wake up around five and then here transition to like going to bed around two and waking up at like eight or or nine Mm -hmm. and I was like no I need to that's not (laughs) that's not it so I love your day though I feel like that's such a beautiful um, way that you've structured your day and I know you mentioned that every single day is different, which I think for a lot of us, that is how it is. But yeah. we obviously have very like specific routines or things that happen pretty much every day for us. And I think the breakdown every day gives us a really good insight into how you really mm-hmm. incorporate that mindset work into your business and how you also, I love that you mentioned you incorporate that free time um, at the end of the evening so that you can wind down after a long day because that in itself is also really important and is just as important as the mindset set piece to have that moment for yourself at the end of the day yes it is and I, I definitely feel a difference when I skip that you know it's like when I skip my my morning rituals but sometimes it happens and I'm trying not to be too rigid with that but um, I definitely feel a difference when I'm able to really commit to that and have that time in the morning and in the evening and but yeah definitely no yeah that's really awesome but 
Thank you so much, Sarah, for this conversation. This has been super, super, super insightful. Um, talking all about learning, first of all, about your journey. I love learning about your journey. And then also just sort of hearing your tips about around mindset, around abundance and around business, I think were really helpful. And then also learning a bit about your resources as well. So thank you again for coming on, having this conversation with me and giving us so much insight into money, mindset, abundance and business. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was such a beautiful conversation. And I'm so honored that you to talk about all this. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I know today's episode was juicy. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, or share Manifest Daily with a friend or on social media. If you do share on social media, don't forget to tag me at the Manifest Daily. And if you want even more of the Manifest Daily spiritual and wellness tea, head over to www.themanifestdaily.com. It's also linked in the show notes where you can learn all about our new membership, take a free tour, or enroll in an annual or month-to-month subscription today. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you and I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali